Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Nick Cosgrove joining us from Vancouver, BC with Forever Fit Performance. Nick, what's going on, man? How are you today? How are you doing, Joe? Thanks for having me on. I am excited to have you here, Nick. I'm excited to, to pick your brain first and foremost because you have been a business owner since 2005 is when we got this whole thing started. It's been a Not long so time. Not so many people in our industry last that long. And so you must have something going on here of value, Nick. I would Before hope. We, <laughs> I sure hope so. Before we get into the nitty gritty and, and the business and, and all that you do from a, a tactical standpoint, tell us a little bit about Forever Fit. I'm a big believer in context. So people who aren't familiar, how do you describe this business to them? Um, yeah, so Forever Fit Performance, we're a small personal training company in downtown Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, our whole strategy is to take a more customized approach to the way that we work with clients. Uh, so, for example, our small group classes, for example, contain 10 to 12 people. We believe that it's important to give that same customized approach to each individual that comes to that class. And so what I mean by that is we don't overcrowd our classes. We don't do uh, we're not all about volume. Um, and I think I'm not I don't have anything against that business strategy myself personally, but I've always believed that customer service comes first. So whether someone's working with me privately or in a small group, they are still going to get as much attention as I can possibly give them. Um, and so when we're doing group class training, for example, I'm a firm believer in using smaller groups so that each participant can get that more one-on-one -on -one attention as opposed to 30 people in a class, everyone doing an exercise wrong because there's only one instructor and nobody can correct form or technique. Yeah. So I'm all about giving the best customer service possible and providing really the most bang for your buck. Um, and it, that really comes down to attentiveness, which I think is so, something that is lost sure. in our industry right now. And, and our industry has seen an interesting dynamic shift to typically adopting a model more similar to yours. And, and the pandemic was really the catalyst for all of this. But you guys were doing this far earlier than 2020. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I, I've always I, 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 I grew up working in restaurants. So I really understood the importance of providing a good quality service to your customer. And I mean, when you're selling a service for selling a product, it's a completely different thing, as you know. You know, um, so I've always believed that you really have to push yourself and push your sales uh, through marketing yourself in a way, in a manner that promotes, um, well, in our industry, health and longevity. Um, yeah. Now... Take us back a little bit. When we first got this whole thing started, what was your goal? I mean, did we have an idea of, of where you wanted to see this business long-term at the early, early stages? You know what's funny is I had no aspirations to ever be a personal trainer. I didn't want to work in this industry at all. And what happened was when I was a teenager, I started working out when I was 15, 16. I got some decent results. Nobody taught me. I used, I don't know if you've read the Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclopedia yeah. of Bodybuilding. Uh, that was my education. So I'd read that book, learn how to do exercises through that book, go back to the gym, practice those exercises, read the book again, read how to do certain exercises, all like basics, barbells, dumbbells. And I started getting pretty decent results. And what happened was people started asking me questions in the gym, just fellow gym members. And I mean, I'm at, at this point, I'm 15 years old, so I don't know. So I said, well, you can train with me. And what started to happen was more and more people wanted to train with me. Um, and then one day, one of the trainers at the gym, I was training, I said, you should be a trainer. I didn't even think about it. So I looked into it at that point, I was about 17 years old and I looked into, okay, what do I have to do to become a trainer, the courses? And I'm like, oh, great. I got really excited. I'm like, this is great. I'm going to come out do all these courses. I already have a great clientele. So I just need to get certified. Cause at that point I was working with quite a few people, but the problem was I wasn't certified. So I wasn't doing it legally. Um, so I got certified and I'm like, this is great. I'm going to make great money. And my first year, I, I swear to God, Joe, I probably, I was pulling about 10 hours a day and I never worked for a gym. I've never worked for a gym. I've always worked for myself. Um, hmm. But the problem is <laughs> burnout. <laughs> You yeah. can't work 10 hours a day, six days a week and not burn out. 
And that happened very quickly. And I, I figured there has to be a better way. And that's the problem with, I think, with our industry. And you and I talked about this off camera before we started is that a lot of trainers come in and they just focus on the fitness component, but they don't focus on the business side. Right. And how do you grow this business? Because if you're a one man show, you're not going to grow. I mean, there's certainly charging, an artificial ceiling if you're 100%. a one man show. Exactly. And I mean, if you're charging 120, 150 an hour, yeah, that's good money, but you're only getting paid when you're working. That's it. So I had to figure out other revenues to, uh, to explore, right. Other, other ways that the sources of income to bring in other streams of revenue, you should say. So that's when I started thinking, okay, well, I need to hire some help. And I did, I hired contractors to help me. And then that started to get busier. And I'm like, well, one-on-ones are great, but maybe we could branch off and maybe offer some partner training and partner training is great, but not everybody can afford private training or partner training. So why don't we do some small group training and make it more cost-effective for people. So then other people can train with us as well. And it just kind of just snowballed after that. And I mean, this industry, as you know, it's a referral-based business. Obviously you can't rely just on referrals, but that's how in those first five years, how I started to grow the company was primarily through referrals because this was really before social media took off. Yeah. And we'll get into the, the marketing component of it here in a minute, but it sounds like there was some evolutions of the business along the way. And it was really by necessity, right? Yeah. Here's a, here's a problem that we're facing. Here's a potential solution. Here's a problem that we're facing. Here's a potential solution. And, and that evolved into what we see now with a number of different services, but we can pre- we can mix and match the product for the person and yes. really deliver on value here. Absolutely. You started the, the conversation and a lot of people listen to this podcast solely to see how other gym owners are marketing and, and generating leads in the first place. A huge component of that is always going to be referrals and word of mouth. I think it would be ignorant for us to not acknowledge that as a fact. But like you said, there are other ways to grow a business too. What else has worked for you either in Canada, post-pandemic? What's been, what's been successful in your eyes to generate some interest in this business? Oddly enough, and I, I never thought it would be, uh, but Instagram are, has been a huge asset to our business. First of all, it's free marketing, right? Um, and I was never a big social media person. And our business was quite busy before we even started using Instagram and Facebook and um, getting involved with SEO and all this stuff. But I was like, okay, well, I've got to figure out, I mean, as, as we, you know, as we move forward with time, you can't stay in the past and just constantly rely on referrals. And you have to, I always think you kind of have to find ways to reinvent yourself too. If you stay stuck in the past and say, well, I'm not going to get on social media. I, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm, I'm going to do it always work for me. That might work for some people, but if I want to attract those 20 year olds and 25 year olds, they're all on Instagram. They're on Facebook. Well, they're not so much on Facebook anymore. That's the older generation. Yeah. But they're on the Snapchat. They're on TikTok. And I mean, you've got to be out there. And in my opinion, like you've got to actually constantly reinvent yourself, reinvent your business and find other ways. So Instagram has been big. Um, TikTok, you, you know, we do record some videos on TikTok. It's been okay. But where I've really noticed um, a big increase in our business, especially since uh I don't want to say post COVID because we're still going through COVID, but ever since gyms reopened, Instagram has been a huge asset to us. Yeah. And that's through our stories. You know, if I'm updating videos of myself working on the gym or one of the trainers training the gym or cooking in the kitchen, it's just people they want to see and they want to learn. And like, well, this person knows, looks like they know what they're talking about. Maybe I want to come down to their gym or maybe I want to work with them online. So, and it's, and I say this all the time, it's free marketing. <laughs> I mean, You'd be I want to call attention to I want to call attention to one of the things that you said that we kind of just breezed by, but I think really deserves to be highlighted, and that's who we're targeting, right? Mm -hmm. When we decide on any kind of marketing strategy, we need to know the avenue or the audience that we're going after. Sure. Right. Like you talked about, if my goal is twenty to twenty-five, that's going to make a difference in what platform I'm focusing on. If my goal is 55 plus, that's going to make a difference too. We need to be a little bit more strategic. I think social media is is really the driving force in our industry the last couple of years. And that's because the buyer is more educated than ever. They can find out more about your business before ever stepping foot in it. And that changes our sales process too, 
right? Absolutely. They know what you offer. They know the vibe. They know the people. It, it makes us have to adjust a little bit. Yes. And in our entire process, you mentioned it being free. Obviously, there's a not free component yep. to social media. Have you guys dipped your toes in the water in that? I've, uh, I've used Instagram ads. I've used Facebook ads. Um, I didn't notice much difference. We've, we, we did it for about six months. So maybe we should have done it longer. I didn't notice much change in revenue, um, client, uh, you know, refer, uh, client retention, any of that. Um, what I did notice there, though, were the people who were watching, say, my stories on Instagram or one of the trainer stories on Instagrams that I work with, they slowly became clients because they could just, just watching our stories in the gym. Um, it's, it's much, yeah, you can go to someone's website and look at what they do, but when you start watching every day, okay, these people are training with the clients in the gym. It's just, it's a more, it's almost like reality TV in a sense yeah. and people want to watch. And then people can say, you know, I want to try doing that too. So we, we tried, we tried using marketing through social media apps, um, like the paid advertising. And I didn't really notice much. So I kind of came off that. Yeah. And now, I mean, we've just been updating it with the Instagram and Facebook, and that's something we do regularly. Yeah, I, that didn't that's, have as immediate of an effect, but maybe chipped into the the brand awareness bucket. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I think for businesses like yours and and most of the people that I talk to, it can be a tough pill to swallow because we don't have Pepsi, Coke. Apple level marketing budgets to file under brand awareness, right? We yeah. need to be a little bit more strategic about where our dollars are going. And, and you're not the first person to tell me I did it. I tried it. Did it work? Maybe, maybe not, but it wasn't a tremendous experience. And I think if we're to think about it, at least from my perspective, it makes sense, right? We got into this because we love training, not because we love running ads on Instagram. And so it, we're not experts. It's, no. it is what it is. You know, it's, it, it's going to take time. It's a skill like anything else, but, but yeah. we have to be accepting of that. You guys have found passable or, or decent results from purely organic social media. So roll with that. Take me to the next step in the process here. When somebody reaches out, we've got a lead interested in training with us in some capacity. What's that sales process typically like? Who are they talking with? What's the conversation entail? What are we eventually signing up for? Yeah. So when someone contacts us, they talk to, uh, directly to our office administrator, our office administrator, Mia Watson. And she always gets back to people usually within a 12 hour period. She's amazing. Now I'm copied on every email that goes out. So I see, so if she doesn't get back to somebody, I get back to them. I I'm, I'm a firm believer. You have to get back to people. I know a lot of people will disagree with me on this, but if an email comes through my inbox, I'm responding within 24 hours. I'm not letting that sit for 48 hours. Absolutely not. Um, this is my business. I treat it like my baby. So I think, when someone reaches out, I don't think I know when someone reaches out, I want to, it's just like when I, when I'm, when I'm asking for a service, I personally don't want to wait three days because it's a long weekend. Yeah. I expect someone to get back to me, especially if I'm paying you good money. Um, and everyone wants everything in real time now. Right. So if you're sitting back and saying, well, no, it's Saturday, I'm not going to answer this email. That's great. But if your competition is going to answer that email, guess you might get the business first. Right. That's the way That's my mindset point. works. So I don't, and I'm a little bit crazy like that. I will answer emails at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, which I know is not healthy, but that's just the way my mind works. It's somewhat just what's required of the business owner, right? If we want to have a above average business, these are yes. the, the things that need to be done. I don't think you can be a successful entrepreneur if you have a nine to five Monday to Friday mindset. I honestly don't. That's my personal view, my personal opinion. And I think if you want to go above and beyond for your clientele base and you want to generate more leads and you want your clients going, wow, this is exceptional service. I emailed three, three companies and this guy back, got back to me within five hours. Nobody else has responded to me in days. So that right there makes a huge impact on someone like me. Like if I was looking for a service, I'd be, I'd be like, wow, these people, they take their job seriously. They're professional. They get back to me in a timely fashion. Here on the West Coast, I don't know about you guys on the East Coast, but in the West Coast, that's something we're seriously lacking here. It's just very mellow. We'll get back to you when we can. It's almost as if they don't even need your money. <laughs> they don't care about yeah. growing their business. It's very laid back here. I think it's, it's an issue in the fitness industry, potentially because of, of personalities, but more so just because of systems and, and lack of 
this happens and then this happens and then this happens. I think yeah. if we get a lead and, and some gym owners don't even have ample lead generation. And so getting a lead in itself is a victory, but if we get a lead, what we do today may be different than what we do tomorrow, just based on how we're feeling or how busy we are. Sure. I think that's a, a potential roadblock for a lot of businesses that we speak to at least. Well, yeah, for your business, who's handling these sales conversations? You mentioned that, that it, we have one designated person reaching out to them, but once that person comes in, are they meeting with that person or are they meeting with someone else? So they're either meeting directly with me or they're meeting with one of our trainers. Um, we actually don't offer complimentary consultations. Um, Thank what we, you. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> We're, so the reason, I mean, I, we send out a basic generic questionnaire for people just to answer the question. So we have a general idea of what we're coming into for a meeting. Sure. Right. Um, and then from there, we'll usually do our consultation online if we have any follow-up questions and then we'll just go into, okay, we've got every, we've got an idea of where you're set, you're coming in, you know, your fitness level, any previous injuries, current injuries, physical limitations, so on. And then we go from there and we say, you know, these are our packages. One of the things, and I, I've had a lot of heat from this in the past from uh, some trainers that I've worked with. Why do we put our prices online? We actually list all our prices on our website. So we're very transparent. Uh, so people know right away before they even contact us what their prices are. They see them right on our website. Um, and I think that's important because I don't want to, I've I see how this works in the fitness industry before. I've, I've never worked for a gym, but I've watched how commercial gyms do. They try to sell you on coming for a free consultation. And then they give you, oh, by the way, this is how much we charge after the whole 30 minutes of talking what we can do. I get it. I understand the sales pitch behind that. Sure. I've always believed, again, this is my personal belief. I've always believed that's a kind of a cheesy way to go. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to go that route. These are our prices. If you want to work with us, fantastic. Um, and we're going to treat you well. This is, this is, but this is the way I have always operated my business. And so, and like I said, we're very attentive to the clients. Like they have questions, we get back to them right away. So they'll talk with Mia. Mia will set forward the emails to me or one of our, our trainers and we'll get back to them and say, okay, you know, we're interested in working with you. We'd like you to fill out this questionnaire. Uh, they fill out the questionnaire. We follow up with questions. We actually read our questionnaires. So we ask questions based on the questionnaire and we say, okay, we believe this is the best program suited for you based on your goals, your physical limitations, previous past you know, health history. Um, and we'd like to go from here to here. And we give a whole setup as to what we believe we can do with this person. Um, and then we just leave it in the client's hands. I've never tried to push a training package on a client ever. Yeah. I think it's, there's pros and cons and, and there's perspectives on both sides of the fence, but sure with that educated buyer that we talked about earlier, they can spot it from a mile away. We don't yep, need to, to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. No. I think fitness has a bit of a poor reputation for some of these shysty techniques and upselling people to things that they don't genuinely need for the sake of commission. I'm a big believer that integrity and conviction go a long way in the yeah. sales process. If I believe that I have a product and I understand enough about the persons that I'm sitting across from, it shouldn't be a tremendous feat to get them to sign up for it. No, absolutely not. And so I think, I mean, it's unfortunate that a lot of our industry is still that way, but it is what it is. We can differentiate ourselves yeah. and sleep better at night yeah. with this type of a process. Now, beyond that point here, Nick, the name of the game in fitness is retention, yes. right? We can, we can attract new clients all day, but if we're letting old clients walk out the back door, we're on a hamster wheel. Yes. What in your mind influences retention in your clients? What's making them stay as long as they do? Service. And I don't just mean on the floor. I mean, off the floor. My longest term clients have been with me for over 18 years. I've had people with me since 2005. Um, and I honestly believe, yes, coaching is incredibly important. But let's face it, if someone's been with you for 18 years, you can't really teach them much new, <laughs> many new exercises. You can only reinvent the wheel so many times. So a lot of the clients that work with us, they know 
how to exercise. They know how to train, but whether it's more, they work with us for the accountability or they work for us just for that motivation, or they work for us with us because they don't want to have to go to a commercial gym, whatever the reason is. I want to make sure that even if a client's been with me from day one, they're still going to receive that exact same attention. I'm still going to instruct them. I'm still going to give them their cues that they did on, you know, 18 years later. And I know I, I stress this so much the importance of this because I don't see it in our industry. I've I've been to commercial gyms. I've been to private gyms. And one of the things I see trainers on their phones when clients are doing sets, are trainers turning their backs while their clients are doing a set. I would never turn my back on a client doing a set for any reason. Um, and I tell the same thing to my trainers. You have to be attentive. So I, I really believe that service plays a big role. And another thing is one of the things I don't like about a lot of and again, I get some people that might disagree with me on this, and that's fine. But a lot of the um, gyms and a lot of trainers, what they'll do is they'll offer these sales to new clients coming in. And I'm like, well, why are you trying to reward new clients as opposed to rewarding your clients who've been loyal to you for over a decade plus? Are easier and, to keep them around. Exactly. So anyone who's new coming into my business, they're going to pay. Um, they are going to pay more than clients who've been with me for 15 years. I'm sorry. That's, that's just reality. That's what's going to happen because... Those clients who are with me for the past 15 plus years, they helped me build my business. Without them, I wouldn't have a business. Right. So the same loyalty that they give me, I'm going to pay them back. Kind of grandfathering, grandfathering. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Now, Nick, our whole conversation has, has exclusively been in, where do we find new people? How do we sign them up? How do we keep our people? Mm-hmm. Take me into the future a little bit. I want to I zoom out and big picture this thing. Yeah, yeah. You've been building this business for over a decade, almost a decade and a half. What's the future for your forever fit? What's, where do you see this thing trending? So for myself personally, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> I, 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 I mentioned to you before off camera, you know, I, I can't do those 12, 14 hour days on the floor anymore. That's not going to happen at my age. Um, you know, I'm 37. I'm not super old, but I've been doing this since I was 17 years old. So 20 years training people on the floor. So at this point, all I was doing, well, not at this point, but let's you know, backtrack three or four years ago. I, all I was doing was working in my business. I was never working on my business. Uh-huh. Um, and so what I've started to do over the past two, three years, even during COVID was hire more people so that now I could actually work on my business and I could teach the trainers who work with me. This is how you're going to train this person. And this is how this person is going to stay with us for another 10 plus years. This is not someone who's just going to come for six sessions and see you later, never see you again. Um, Now, what I've been doing is I've been moving more towards taking our business online um, as in because during COVID, our online business exploded. It got super busy, like most uh, fitness companies. I mean, online training was a big thing during COVID. We're just, we've been able to maintain that. And the reason we're able to maintain that is because we work with a lot of people throughout North America. So that's very beneficial to us. And that's something where I want to take the company moving forward is to more of an online training platform. Um, you know, as we're doing this podcast earlier today, I had a videographer in the gym recording me doing exercises because that's going to be an additional um, feature that we're going to add onto our online tra- training programs. So if a client wants to learn how to do a T-bar row, for example, they don't have to go YouTube a T-bar row and okay, is this how you do it? They'll have an actual video of me doing the T-bar row and it's set up in their program right away. So these are all things that we're working on to work to still provide that customized service, even though now it's an online service. Yeah. And that's what I want to take the business going forward into 2023 and so on. It's, it's interesting because it's been done for years and years and yes. years, but it's still yeah. kind of the wild west. It's still kind of ever evolving and, and people really executing well on it and executing poorly on it. There's all kinds of examples on both ends of the spectrum. Yes. It sounds like yeah. as that becomes a bigger focus for you, we can make a bigger splash. And like you said, we're no longer limited geographically. No. Vancouver becomes North America becomes global the globe if you yes. want it to be yeah and people can really really derive value from this on their own terms we don't have enough time to dig into that but we'll have to invite you back and pick your brain on the online side of things here down the line for now as we start to wrap things up nick why don't you tell our audience where they could learn a little bit more about forever fit what's the best website what are those social media links you mentioned where can people go yeah, I mean, so they can go directly to our website, foreverfitperformance.com. 
And as I said, we're incredibly transparent on our website. I've put out all our prices. Uh, so, I mean, there's no guessing. Um, there's a full bio, bio on myself, on the trainers I work with. Um, so if someone wants to work, some people want to work with a male, they might want to work with me, they might want to work with a female, they might want to work with a combination male female team. So we do all of that. And that's all explained on our website. Uh, basically, we've given almost information overload on our website, our services, the types of training packages we offer our location, our online training platform, it's all there. Um, you can also go to our Facebook page forever fit performance as well. It's a group page that we have. Um, and I also have, or we also have our Instagram at, uh, my Instagram is at fit underscore. And if you follow me there, you can find links to all the trainers I work with and our facility downtown Vancouver. See how that works as well. We also have our YouTube channel. Uh, it's a weekly Q and a that I do. So we call it no filter Q and a. So what I do is I answer all questions I received from our in-house clients, online clients, as well as a few of our online followers over the past seven days. And that's put out every Friday afternoon. And that's just forever fit performance as well. So you can find our YouTube page right there. So we're pretty active on, uh, on social media. <laughs> Connect with the forever fit brand and Nick on, on one or as many of those platforms as you like. Nick, this has been a bunch of fun, man. I really appreciate gym owners and, when they're willing to come on and, and talk about what's working and what's not working and, and how we're looking to overcome. I can't thank you enough for your time. It sounds like there's still a lot of cards to be played for this business. So like I said, we'll have to check in down the line. And now so. we got to wrap things up. I thank you and I wish you nothing but the best. Thanks very much, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Laurel Blackburn with Tallahassee Kettlebells out of Tallahassee, Florida. Laurel, what is going on? Happy Thursday. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm just over two weeks out from a spinal fusion. So I'm really bored because I'm not allowed to bend, twist, or lift. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I appreciate you being here. Definitely then. And, uh, you know, I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going okay. on with Tallahassee kettlebells. And I want to start with a basic question to begin with, which is how many members are you serving currently? Currently for kettlebells, because my business, like it's Blackburn fitness and training. So we do like group fitness, like boot camp style. Then part of that is Tallahassee kettlebells and then personal training. So for the kettlebell side, Right now, we don't have a class going. And that after COVID, you know, it was just hard to get it back together. Yeah. Yeah. And so for you, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door? Um, I used to advertise a lot. of, And there's a bunch of things I learned, of course, because I spent a lot of money on things that had no results whatsoever. Um, usually it's, I mean, Facebook posts that I make or Instagram, but not the paid um, and word of mouth. Because my gym now, it used to be 6,000 square feet, wow. but I moved into a smaller area. So I don't have a lot in my classes and I don't want a lot in my classes. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's understandable. It's mm -hmm. understandable. And so, I mean, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited. I mean, how much higher would you let it go or how much higher could you handle? Well, as far as like our regular fitness classes, um, 
probably 30 because we have two different class times. Some people sign up two days a week, some people three, and some people unlimited. So we may have days where there's two, and then we may have days where there's 10. So I can have more people sign up, but that doesn't mean each closest class is going to have like 30 people. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, um, well, I'm kind of curious because I mean, I, I know, uh, obviously being more of a kettlebell focused studio, I mean, I know it's probably not much difference than anybody else, but you guys are more probably like a, a, just any other fitness studio would, how do you guys go about tracking, you know, members, how long they've been with you, the metrics that matter? How do you track that? Um, the only way I track it is because of the clients. I mean, everyone's been there probably a year to 12, 13, 14 years. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So there's a lot of, okay. A lot of people. So good retention. Yeah. Which kind of leads me to my next question. And I want to, it's a little bit of a longer question, but a good question in itself, you know, um, what we've been talking about the entire podcast and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym, what are going to be three pillars of business, right? It's going to be one, your lead generation, right? Which is just mm -hmm. your marketing, getting right. people through the door, right? Getting them interested. Number two, it's going to be your acquisition, which is your sales, which is getting somebody from an interested client to being a paying client. And then number three, it's your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, yeah. but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Right. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Probably, probably just getting more people in the door. Um, okay. Our retention is really good. And I pride myself on how I do that. Um, we have like a week free trial, not for kettlebells though, because that's, I don't want to, that's a lot of time yeah. to invest for free. <laughs> um, sure. we do a week free trial. I text them the next day. How are you doing? You did great last night, whatever. I send them a card, a thank you card, whether they don't come back after the free trial or whether they're a Groupon or whatever. And people really appreciate that personal touch. And I love to do that. I like making real connections with people. Yeah. I think that's super important. I think that's great just because when you can kind of go above and beyond right there, where we're again, a lot, a lot of gym owners are doing that. If you can do that, I think that's huge. That is huge. And so going to ask you two more questions, my two favorite questions, you know, um, what would you say is the bigger picture for you guys? What are you guys trying to accomplish in the next five or 10 years? Um, I would like to, I mean, I'd like to grow the business. I'd like to grow my personal training side of the business. Um, I would like to hire someone. I'm 60 years old now. So, you know, five years, I'll be 65. And that does not mean I can't continue to teach. It's just, you know, winding down my son owns the business with me so i'd like to have something really successful that i can just hand over i love that i love that and one last question which is you know if you could go back in time here to when you first started the gym and sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started what would that advice be for you probably to value my services. I, God, we used to do two week free trials. We used to, if people couldn't afford it, I used to give it to them for memberships for free. Um, the biggest thing I think is like, I had a lot of income when I had that huge 6,000 square feet gym. And like my rent was super high, like bills were super high paying trainers. So the profit wasn't, it didn't relate to, you know, the, in, yeah. the income and memberships. Wow. Does that wow. make sense? Yeah. No, okay. 100%. I think that makes a lot of sense. And that, that was a, a mic drop of an answer because I think it, it, it's a lot of people need to hear that, right? I think they need to understand, like, just because it's bigger doesn't mean it's better. Exactly. Right? And if you have two locations, doesn't mean that it's better. Right. So, like, Laurel, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, if you can shout out any of your social media, Facebook, website, anything you have, where can people find out more about you and Tallahassee Kettlebells? 
um, on uh, Tallahassee Kettlebells on Facebook, Tallahassee Kettlebells on Instagram. And then um, we have Blackburn Fitness and Training on both. Um, and then I have my personal Instagram and okay. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds here, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Evan and Ollie from Brits Brothers out of Greenville, South Carolina. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Doing great. Doing fantastic. How about you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Excited to have you guys here. And thank you for taking some time out of your day to have this conversation, give back the fitness industry a little bit. Before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at your fitness facility, I guess, Ollie, give us a little background. What was it that made you decide to go and open up this gym back in 1994? Sure. So, um, goes back a little bit before that. I, I was working my way through college in, in, um, here in Greenville, and I got a job at a, a big industrial gym. And uh, within two weeks of working there, um, I realized that this is what I wanted to pursue for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really decisive because at that moment I was 18 and didn't really know what I wanted to uh, major in in college. Um, I was kind of didn't really find uh, going to college that challenging um, and I had to pay for it myself. So it was kind of like a double whammy. Um, and uh, within uh, two years, I became a manager of another club uh, in downtown Greenville. Um, and then I ran that for a couple of years. And then I started becoming an independent contractor in 92 and decided to open my own facility in 94, primarily um, because um, I had a certain standard uh, that I adhered to. And if I was in a facility that didn't adhere to that standard, I felt like it was taking away from what I was doing on a daily basis. Okay. I definitely understand that. That's how a lot of people get started, right? You're like, yeah. well, training in somebody else's facility and you're like, okay, well, this is not how I would do things. Like, and then the right opportunity comes knocking for you to go open your own facility. Why not? Um, so you guys have been in operation since 1994. Now, from my understanding, the model has changed a lot since then. You kind of had a lot of evolution. So as the business currently stands, give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide. Kind of paint that picture for our listener here. Sure. So Brist Brothers is an actual gym. We're not a fitness facility. So that means we have uh, chalk and we have heavy weights that are getting pounded and dropped fairly frequently. Um, we uh, primarily adhere to or, or really um, custom ourselves towards athletes and doing, uh, I do a lot, I personally do a lot of physical therapy with people, rehab, rehabilitation. Um, we also uh, 
uh, I'd say probably 50% of our business is open gym and the other 50% is, um, is all personal training. So we have a really good balance um, between the two. And, and because of that uh, balance, we don't have that huge influx in January and February where our gym gets overloaded with people who don't know what they're doing. And quite frankly, most of them don't want to be there. Um, so we, we have more of a serious uh, focus on the clientele that come in here. Uh, like I said, um, I have a certain standard um, of training, which I've, you know, um, uh, we have really been uh, cultivating over the last 35 years. And um, my thing is not so much what you do with your clients as it is if you actually care about your customer. And, and that's really one of the things that I've noticed in the last 20 years is uh, a lot of people are trying to uh, adhere to a system of training, uh, whether it's a certain color, you know, you can call it orange theory, you can call it whatever you like. Uh, and really all the systems are okay. There's nothing wrong with most of the systems of training. It's how they're implemented. And, and that for me is, is the most important aspect of our gym is hiring people that actually care about the customer and want to see the customer on an individual basis get better every single month. And that's, that's really kind of the standard that we have for all of our trainers. It's not just about making money and, uh, you know, trying to drive another new car. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, our focus is on the customer and uh, to get them where they, where they want to be. Yeah, that's really, really important. Um, I love the fact that, you know, personal training is something that you guys focus on very heavily. And I think in this model, it's very important to have personal training. There's a lot of open gyms out there that don't utilize personal training. And we're kind of doing ourselves and our clients a disservice by not offering that. Um, you said that it's 50% of your business. So that's how many trainers do you guys have? Uh, so we only have eight trainers uh, right now, seven, seven of them are full time. So Okay. Okay. So seven of them are like in there 40 hours a week training your clients. That's awesome. Um, has it always been this way? Like, have you guys always had a really big emphasis on personal training in the business model or is that something that has kind of evolved? So I actually started out with just a personal training uh, facility. Um, and then as that started to change in the nineties and early two thousands, um, personal tra personal training studios started, at least in this area, started to kind of fade out a little bit. Um, and you had a lot of group training coming in, especially in the early 2000s. Um, so I started having uh, an open gym form in my facility. I actually brought in a, a mixed martial arts um, a school came in and uh, we were promoting mixed martial arts fights as well. And that's how I got to you know, know a lot of the fighters in this area uh, through training them and training with them. Okay. Awesome. Um, I love, I love the idea of personal training because for a few reasons for our business, it's smart because we can char charge more. So that's more revenue coming into the business. And for our clients, it's great for them because they're going to get a more direct approach to reaching their goals versus just walking into a gym and trying to figure it out on their own. Um, sure. now for you guys with your trainers, are they employees? Are they contractors? How does the gym, um, make money from the trainers? Sure. So each uh, each trainer has their own business with inside of Brits Brothers. So they are their own single entity as far as business goes. And then we all work together um, as one gym or one unit uh, while we're in the gym. So it's completely up to that particular trainer how much business they have or how much they want to have, what hours they set, the precedence of how they run their business is all up to them. Um, and then they're just in a facility that's, that's here to help them and help guide them. You know, again, I've been doing this for 35 years. So there's some knowledge that I can usually help the, the younger trainers with if they have questions. Okay. Um, now, with that model, um, you know, your trainers are kind of paying like a rent to the gym. Um, ultimately, like, how did you come to that decision? How did you come to that? That was the best decision for your business. Um, well, part of it, uh, part of that decision was based on what I felt was fair, uh, working in other gyms. And then, um, you know, you were talking earlier on about how a lot of gyms don't utilize personal training. Right. And one of the, one of the aspects to that, especially in these big gyms, um, big commercial gyms, um, is the fact that um, they're just looking at it from a dollar and cents point of view and what you can bring to me. And uh, what they do is they end up overcharging their trainer. So if someone's coming in, one of your customers is coming in and you're, they're paying you 50 bucks and then the, uh, you know, the gym takes 35 bucks of that. That's, that's not really a fair 
trade as far as my opinion goes, especially if I have the knowledge base where I'm helping this person and I'm helping bring, bring in customers outside of this gym. So I felt like uh, you know a 30-70 split was fair where the individual themselves took 70% and we took 30 and then we capped that out um, at a certain number. And then, you know, that's that's all they pay. So I, based upon my years, decades of, of doing this and what I felt was fair for a trainer, that's kind of where we got the numbers from. Okay, I understand that. Now, um, in terms of, you know, memberships, let's talk about the 24-7 because that's the other element of the business here. You offer 24-7 um, open memberships to your gym. How many, um, how many members do you guys have? Uh, we've got about 135 right now. Okay. And is that a pretty comfortable spot or are you guys looking to have more people in the 24 seven um, side of the business? For sure. More people. Yeah. Um, we, um, on, on both sides, we're pretty evenly balanced actually, as far as open gym and personal training goes. So uh, I'd like to continue that growth Add a couple more trainers this year, uh, if we can. And, you know, with that growth of trainers usually comes a growth of open gym as well. Right. Uh, now, um, with your memberships, like, is there different tiered memberships? Is it just one standard membership for everybody? Like, what kind of options do you guys have available? Yeah, it's pretty much um, just, you know, $49.95 a month, 50 bucks a month. And that's pretty much it. Um, if you're working with a trainer, and let's say you're only working with them, you know, once a week, once every two weeks, um, and you want to use the facility as well, then we, we charge you half price. Um, but, um, yeah, other than that, it's just pretty much $49.95. Okay. Keeping it simple with that. Um, there are many gyms out there that have like a million different memberships and it's, it's hard to kind of keep up with everything. Uh, but since you guys are in a position where you would like to grow in terms of open gym, you would like to maybe have a few more personal trainers on the premises. What are you doing to aid that growth process? Like where are you going to find new clients for the, for the, the gym itself? Sure. So, you know, social media is a part of that, obviously. Um, and there are other avenues of advertising which we've we've utilized. We have not got a whole lot of um, success out of that. So we pretty much just utilize uh, social media as far as all the trainers have their own social media, and then um, you know just word of mouth. And um, as I said, for me uh, and for most of the guys in here and ladies in here who are training, um, if you actually care about your clients, you don't have to worry about trying to advertise all the time. Um, because they're going to refer people to you, and and these and that and that's kind of where we where we rely on is referrals from our customers, um, and then you know obviously social media and other other outlets like that. Right, word of mouth referrals as a business owner, no matter what industry that we're in, going to be one of our favorite things because they're free. So if we can have an awesome service, um, have our clients trust us, naturally, they're going to go talk. They're going to tell their friends. They're going to tell their kids, teachers, their barber, whoever, and we're going to get referrals from them. But when it comes to kind of predicting our growth, it's a little bit tricky because we don't know how many new leads we're going to get every month coming from referrals. We'll have a month where it seems like we, we've got them flowing in really, really fast. And then we'll have a month where it's really dry. Um, and that's just how it is. You know, in this industry, there's a ton of seasonality. But you also mentioned something there that I think is interesting. And that is the idea of social media. Because in 2022, the number one way for any business to grow their, grow their business, grow their clientele is utilizing social media. So for you guys, talk to us about your presence on social media, what does that look like? Um, is it all organic? What kind of things are you posting? Sure. So I haven't really done a whole lot this summer. We're actually getting ready to kick up a campaign uh, this month in October. And uh, we're going to start with uh, a bunch of like how-to videos. Um, and then we're also going to do some, um, uh, we've done a couple of uh, podcasts where we sit down and talk with the trainers uh, talk about the ins and outs of the gym business. Um, and basically, you know, the first one we did was just basically who we are and what, what we represent. Uh, and we are a real gym. And that was the, the, the main focus of our podcast to get out. And, uh, you know, we, we are here to get people in shape. Uh, we're not here to create a comfortable environment for people to sit back and stroll on a treadmill for 30 minutes and think they're getting in shape. And so, um, you know, that was the biggest point at the, as far as the podcast that we put out. Uh, on the first one, especially, 
And then after that, um, you know, the podcast started talking about different training techniques, knees over toes and all these other things that are coming out. And, and we addressed the reasons why, you know, why a lot of these training techniques are coming out now. Um, so the podcast is one of the things we just started, but we're going to be doing more of uh, how-to videos and then, you know, other videos of the gym with other trainers, who's coming on board, uh, what they're doing. Uh, Evan uh, is a fighter, so he's got some fights that are coming up here. And so, uh, you know, th this is like a part of who we are as a gym. It's not just throwing this video out there. It's, it's, it's putting the video out, promoting one of the fighters from the gym. That makes sense. Or promoting one of my trainers from the gym. And so it's more of a uh, cohesive unit kind of moving forward uh, rather than it is, you know, me trying to pick up one customer here or 10 people over there. It's if we stand together and we act as one, um, then, um, uh, then the, the clients come in and if we treat our customers well, they're going to refer people. And one thing, I, well, yeah, one thing I've noticed in the, in the past, and one of the reasons why 90% of the gyms go out of business is because they rely on a system and they are not putting forth the trainers and the owners and the people that work there aren't putting the energy into the right source, which is the people that come into the gym. And, uh, you know, that's one of our focuses is, is to have provide them with the information uh, not only in the gym, but in social media. And that's that's kind of what we're getting ready to start up a, a campaign right now with all that stuff. Yeah, so your social media, is it all organic or are you running like ad campaigns? It, sorry, yeah, it's all organic, yeah. Okay. Um, and have you guys ever played around with ad campaigns? I think this is like a good topic because a lot of gym owners out there are not utilizing social media at all. They're not using ad campaigns. So I always like to touch on that. Um, is that something that you guys have tried ever? So it's starting with something we're actually getting ready to pick up with. Um, I have done it about a year ago. I didn't have a whole lot of success with it, but I didn't really have a very good plan. Um, I've got someone to help me with my social media now and, um, Again, with the plan that we have, I think it's going to be fairly successful. Yeah, I like the idea of like really showing off like your trainers and your clients and showing that you guys are like a hardcore place where people go to to see results. Showing that off on your social media and then utilizing a digital ad to like get a further reach is going to be huge for you. Um, yeah. You know, when done right, that's very, very beneficial because when we do organic, even if we had 3,000 followers, only 10% of those are ever going to see what we're posting. So if we had 3,000 followers, only 300 of our followers are going to see these awesome videos that you're making. But if you run an ad campaign, you know, you can make sure that a larger population of people in your area see it. And I'm sure that that will spark something, some sort of interest in their, in their head. But to kind of move on from this topic, my next question that I had in mind is, you know, Business-wise, what is the biggest bottleneck or challenge that you guys are facing right now? And what are you working to do to kind of overcome that? Sure. I, I'm, this is going to sound kind of kind of strange, but the biggest um, um, obstacle uh, as a gym owner I'm trying to overcome now is trying to find people who want to have their own business, um, who aren't just looking for a paycheck. So I'm looking for trainers who want to come on board at British Brothers Gym and have their own business and run it uh, with other people and get help from, from uh, other trainers who've been doing it, you know, for a long time. Um, and that's really the biggest thing I've, you know, I've had, um, I put up several ads when we first opened up and I had people come out to these luncheons that I was putting on. And, you know, a lot of these trainers just, just wanted a paycheck. They just wanted to be paid by the hour. And that's, you know, that's not what we do. So, you know, if you're a trainer and you're listening to this and you want your own business, um, you know, give me a call, Chris brothers, Jim, and, uh, let me know, uh, come on by and check the facility out. And, uh, you know, we can work, work together to build your business at Chris Brothers, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like what the challenge is a lot of times in this industry is like people will hire trainers and then tell them, all right, time to go swim on your own, go figure it out. And it is challenging if you are a new trainer, somebody new to the business to just go and figure it out. You have to have that support um, all around to help you kind of figure out where to go and how to get things started. Um, sure. And, and one of our, to, to back up what you're saying, one of our, our female trainers who just been personal training, maybe for about a year before she came here, um, has a really good social media presence her name's Kylie and um she is she was booked up within three or four months of coming on board with us um like, you know completely booked so you know that social media presence um when you're working together with other people 
you know, we have, we have people, we have trainers here, Evan's fully booked. Um, and so this is the thing is like, when you come on board here, if you, if you put some effort in, you will get the clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do have to, you do have to push now to go along with this. Let me ask you, have you got, like, do you as the business owner help feed the client, like the trainers? Like, for example, somebody walks into the gym, they're looking for some sort of goal. They have some sort of goal that they're looking to achieve. Would you refer them to one of the trainers? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what I do is I quick, do a quick assessment with them. Uh, sometimes it's just verbal. Um, for instance, you know, if they can't, if they're not looking for what I offer as a trainer, uh, let's say they want to be a powerlifter, then I'll refer them to one of the powerlifting trainers or boxing and refer them to Evan. Or if they're looking for a, just fit, general fitness, um, that's not really the, what I do. So I refer them to one of the other trainers who just into fitness. So I kind of siphon out who's coming in and I kind of help direct them to the correct trainer. Yep. Yeah. It, it's so, it's so beneficial. Like truly um, having a business model like this, where yes, they are running their own businesses, but you're helping them out. It's a great, great uh, model. Now, next question I have for you, and this is going to probably get you thinking a little bit, but if I were to hand you a magic wand and all your dreams, all your goals for the business had come true, uh, what would that picture look like for you guys? So, we would have uh, about a dozen full-time trainers with about 250 open gym members, maybe 300. And then right now we'd be looking at our second and third uh, locations. And so how far away are you guys from making that a reality, you know, and what do you feel like you need to focus on now to make that something that actually happens sooner rather than later? Sure. Well, actually, some of the things you were talking about earlier on, right? So the social media presence, uh, doing ads and that kind of stuff, that's that's the uh, I think the biggest thing that we've not been doing uh, or not been doing well. And so I'm really looking forward to this next campaign on social media over the next four months or so and seeing what that can bring us. Uh, we're at about 50 percent capacity right now. So, um, you know, we're, we're ready and uh, wanting to grow. So um, I'm looking again, looking forward to this, um, what we're going to be doing on social media and, and working with some of the new trainers that come on board. Yep. That's huge. Um, now, Evan, we haven't really heard your perspective at all here, but what, you know, you're running your own training business within this business model. So for you, what are your goals? Where are you looking to take this thing? Yeah. So, I mean, when I started off doing this a couple of years ago, right out of high school, I was an EMT. Um, so, and I kind of transferred, started fighting after that, lost a lot of weight, became a certified yoga teacher, um, and then kind of started up at base level. Um, and that's what's so nice about coming in, having, uh, Ali as the owner here, he was able to kind of work with me. Uh, I didn't have 800 bucks to come up with each month to start with, but, uh, just kind of hanging around the gym, hustling, offering people free sessions, uh, picking up clients from the other trainers, cause it's kind of cross training. All the powerlifters were interested in kind of getting some cardio in from the boxing, um, and other things, I was able to kind of grow that to 25 monthly members, um, which is about kind of all I can really handle, uh, just, just me running my, my personal business. So I just, I'm always looking to kind of just maintain what I have. Um, and as people move or go away, uh, replace those clients. Um, but yeah, it's been a really, really awesome environment to be, be in. Yeah. Um, just continuing to kind of stick with what you have and grow if there's any other way, you know, to, 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 to do that. So last question that I have, and maybe Ollie, you'll have a good answer for this one, but what would it be if, you know, what, what word of advice would you give somebody who is just starting their own gym today that you wish you had gotten when you opened the gym back in 94? Oh, wow. There's so many, so many things. I think, um, as I said before, the big thing is stay focused on your customers, stay focused on your clients is number one. Um, and then the second thing is be realistic with your expectations of what you can really achieve in, in a certain amount of time. Um, so don't, you know, just because you see other gyms that are doing really well, maybe, maybe they've been established for a long time. Don't think that you're, you're going to, uh, again, a magic wand's going to be waved over you and you're going to have everything you want straight out of the gate. Uh, it takes a lot of hard work, um, and uh, if you're opening up your own gym, you better be prepared to work some hours and put some uh, put some focus into the people who are coming in, uh, and then run the system that you have the best way you can. Yeah, 
it's not easy. Like I think for a lot of people, they have this idea, like they, they love to work out. So they're like, Oh, I'm going to go open up a gym, uh, <laughs> have a place to work out. But yeah. it's a lot more than that. If you want to operate a successful business um, and it's all about having the systems that care for your clients, care for your trainers, all of the above. So thank you for sharing that. Where can we go if we're interested in following you guys on social media? Sure. Uh, BritsBrothersGym.com and then uh, just Brits Brothers on Facebook and Brits Brothers Gym on Facebook and uh, um, on Instagram. Easy enough for us to find. Thank you both, Evan and Ollie, for being with us today, for sharing your insight on the industry. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.